Premier Ag Tire and Wheel Provider in North America, helping people grow. Tractor Zoom delivered insights and dry shod boots to official work boot of the Moving Iron Podcast. Well, once again, Aaron Fiddle has come back to the Moving Iron Podcast, and we're going to talk about a little year-end stuff that we see happening here, especially what how it relates to the combine market. Shocker! And we never talk. No about way! That we never talk about that, do we? But wanted to get Aaron back in here and talk about what's going on. Here we are at the end of the year. And we have got some, uh, I don't know, you want to say developments or whatever you want to call it, but we had a fairly decent-sized combine auction on the 13th. Does that sound right? Um, It was the other day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On December, the other day. December 13th. So there's a, like a large custom cutter that had. No, that was Sunday. Had a combine sale. Doesn't matter. There was like uh, eight. 780s and like eight 770s that sold all that. All of them were 2018s, right? I believe so. Yeah, all in 20, and they were around that 700 to 1100 separator hour range, correct? Correct. Yep. So, Aaron and I want to talk about that a little bit, and I've got some more fun facts that we can throw out there Ooh. about going on with the combine market. But fun facts. <laughs> now wait a minute. You said fun facts and combine market, <clears throat> right? Yeah. I'm not sure that's the same thing. Eh, you never know. What or did doing. they all disappear? They all, well, Is it like the rapture and you wake up tomorrow and there are no combines? No, I don't think it's quite that good. But, well, you get a chance to start over. You but. said good news. I was hoping. <laughs> Before we get too far away, <laughs> how you been? What have you been up to? I'm good. I'm good. It is year-end. It is year-end. Um, just constant phone glued to the ear and... Here's a purchase order, here's a purchase order, here's a purchase order, and shop, 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 shop work, and there you go. Yeah. Ending the year on a bang, my man. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, definitely something that, that we've got going for us here that we don't typically see any other time of the year, especially this year. There's been, uh, there's a fair amount of money floating around. Absolutely. Um, Finally. And yeah, there's, you know, a lot of positives here. You know, we've got lots of uh, commodity prices have come up. We've got some uh, various government program money that's that's out there. We've got um, you know this vaccine for the coronavirus that's supposed to revolutionize the world and make everything good again. So that's that's going for us. And then you've got um, just some positive things. We start looking at what's happening in South America as far as as growing conditions down there, and you know we're we're creeping into a drought further and further it seems like every every day up here and around us so as you start taking a look at what's going on and what's kind of coming together there is a great opportunity to see some very large um uh movements in the market both up and down by the way so volatility is going to start creeping into the marketplace but i guess as you take a look around right now and you see things that are going on outside of the combine marketplace what are some of the things that you're paying attention to that you uh are just kind of watching to make sure that you're right, wrong, or indifferent on on that topic. Well, I have yet to be wrong, so I don't pay much attention to that. 
That is a sack of shit. I know. You know, there's there's nothing. Of course, this is a, a very bad couple weeks to ask, like, what are some of the low points? Right, right now, nothing. <laughs> a month ago, a lot of things, right. you know. What I'm watching probably the most is a tractor we talk about on here a lot, the 5,000-hour 8R, and where it is in relation to the 30 series. Word. You know, yeah. the 30 series has gotten so much downward pressure from the 5,000-hour 8R crew or club uh-huh. that they are kind of falling out of bed a little bit. Yeah. Same thing we saw on 70 series combines, right? right? Everybody's two favorite products ever created. 30 series tractor, 70 series combine. 70 series combines, we know this, we made a hard run at them as they were falling out of bed. Right. <laughs> and then we got a bunch and go, oh shit. That was a great idea. So, you know, you can only take so much downward pressure before everything starts plunking out. Right. Okay. Now, I have seen on, I would say, like the upper third of 70 combines, they did fall down. They had to. But they're still above the bottom third of the S. Like, no joke. And I've talked to guys who have paid more for the S, or for the 70, because it's a 70 and not the S. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that isn't an everyday thing, right. but it's out there. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, 30 series, I don't think you're going to see that on tractors. There's no reason for that to happen on tractors because, first of all, your first 8R series mm-hmm. is a 30 series with a better cab. So why would you pick the 30? Right. You know, you go after that, it's the same thing with a filter on it. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it makes sense. I think also, too, I'm paying attention to um, the exact same thing. The buckets that we see coming in, uh, we track hour ranges and, and how many machines are in these various hour ranges, which tells you kind of roughly what your model of those would be, those would fall into. And it's been nothing but the same hour buckets, oh, the yeah. same amount of equipment in it over and over again. And typically what you would hope to see is that that the the low hour side of that of that spectrum would fill up first, and then as the year progressed on, that would be like a wave moving across the hour cycle, and it would start back over the following year and kind of go on and so kind of slowly start seeing this wave move along. Um, it's not. It's not moved in a year. It's been the exact same glut of machines um, on combines. It falls into that that thousand hour engine hour range to like twenty five hundred engine hour range. That's where like eighty percent of your of your machinery is laying at right now, which is. 2012, 2014 model equipment for the most part, right? Maybe some 15s in there. Yeah, what if? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the upper end of that's definitely. Yeah, I bet that's how you're looking at that. Your thousands is your 15. Your your 1500 is your 14. Mm-hmm. Two 25. There you go. Oddly enough, though, if you watch one over here, we've got, I've got another bucket over here because I don't have an, an an infinite scale of hours to go on combines, but. 4,000 hours is where it stops, so it's 4,000 plus gets lumped over in this one big bucket, and you'd be amazed how high that bar is. I'm sure. What 4,000-hour combines are. I mean, <laughs> comparatively to what's going on around it, I mean, that bar is 
It's up there as high as you mean high as in a shitload of machines, right? In there. Yeah, There's a well, ton yeah. Of machines in there, absolutely. And, and just but every month it just goes a little higher than it was the month before. It might fall off for a second, but comes back up. But and they all go way south, and they all go way yeah, east. Yeah, yep. And that's the that's the that's the biggest thing that worries me right now when I look at the combine market or the tractor market or anything is everyone's going to come in and now they're going to start upgrading their machines, right? And I haven't done anything since 2013, right? So now I'm going to come in, I'm going to take my 2013, I'm going to chuck it on the stack over here with the other 2013s, and I'm going to try to go get a 300-hour combine or a 500-hour combine, which there aren't many of, right? right? There's not a lot of those laying out there. So I this don't take this as gloom and doom if you have a 2013 or 12 or 14 model combine. No do. Um <laughs> Because if you're the first to the table, you're gonna you're gonna get yourself you're gonna have an opportunity to do something that if someone waits till June to trade their combine in, they're not gonna have that same opportunity. No. Now is that why I thought I saw a memo the other day urging combine dealers to install scales in front of the dealership? <laughs> is that is that related to that? It, it could be. It okay. Could be related to that somewhat. But I think if you look at what's going on and, and how those things correlate and they all come together. There's going to be a problem with combines, and it's not going to be the high or the the high dollar, low hour combine. It's going to be this glut of 12, 13, 14, 15 model stuff. Same with tractors, same with planters, same with whatever. I mean, probably not planters, but but there's that that segment of guys that are want to come in and, and they want to upgrade. There's going to be this mass amount of stuff that comes in that's going to be. What, what are we going to do with it? Where's it going to go? What are we going to do with it? And I think that's where, you know, how much how much can south of the border absorb of that and how much can, you know, Eastern Europe absorb of that to make that, that problem go away? Because, quite frankly, these combines that are 1,000-hour combines, 1,500-hour combines, 2,000-hour combines are Ukrainian specials. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what that buyer's looking for. That's what that's the price range they want to spend. Right. Doing those things. So my biggest concern that I have right now is what does the auction market look like come about March, April, and May? How many of these combines are going to hit the market that are going to be? And then what is that? How does that start to transition value? What does that look like? I know this is probably a really dumb comment. Probably. But usually is. Thanks for listening. There, <laughs> I think that will completely depend on, I think it'll, as you're talking about that exact time frame, I think that'll be too close to right now to be the big giant, oh my God, I bought a 12670 for 35000 on an auction. I don't think we'll be there yet unless commodities fall completely ass out of bed. I don't think we'll be. Either. I think we're going to be where we're at right now. I tell you what, high commodity prices for 2012, 13, 14 model used combines is a bigger detriment than $3 corn is. I disagree just because if there is, because uh, yeah, you're talking about guys leapfrogging what they're supposed to buy right. just like in 12. And Remember 2009 when guys would be trading a, a 50 series and go buy a brand new 70? Yeah, you know I, I mean? yeah, I know. It's the same deal. Right. So I, I wrote a I wrote a blog about this 
And it's on my website, movingonllc.com. You can go check it out. In one of his many publications. <laughs> but it's called it's called Echoes of the Past, and basically it's, it's taking a look at what's happening now compared to what happened in 2009 and 10. It's just different. Like, it's not... Back then, our problem was 200-hour combines, right? Yeah. It wasn't a whole bunch of old stuff. Matter of fact, we were scavenging the countryside for 60-series combines. Yeah. You know, and 50-series combines. Yeah. Because we didn't have any, right? Couldn't find any. And now, it's the flip of that. Now we're trying to scavenge the countryside, trying to find that 300-hour combine, that 500-hour combine, that 1,500-hour tractor, those kind of things. Um, I'm not saying they're not out there because they are, but they're just there's not that many of them because, obviously, during this time frame between 2013 till now, production just wasn't there. The demand wasn't there, so there was less produced. I mean, it's just how it, it's just how it was. I mean, it's just... Simple supply and demand. And you got a couple other factors. Okay. There's been a lot of guys that hit their lick, punched their ticket, and jumped out. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, that's true. From 12 to 20. Right. A lot of them. Right. There's been a lot of guys go under. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of guys, I have had enough fun, I am done. Right. I'm out. There's way less buyers out there for... All of the combines, yeah. which means there's less buyers for the the turds. There's less buyers for the cream puffs. However, we also the era we're talking about the the past that provides the echoes. Those were two hundred thousand dollar used combines. Mm-hmm. Two hundred hour, two hundred thousand dollars, two fifty, two fifty, yeah, two fifty. I realize inflation and all that. Now we're dealing with four fifty on that same damn combine. Yeah, there's going to be a new combine problem, just like there was then. Just because of the day, da- you take seven dollar corn and a two fifty combine, or you take four dollar corn and a four fifty combine. There's still a problem. No, there's not. I, don't, I mean, there is a problem. There always will be a problem. There's always going to be a sticking point someplace and. In the in the where at what point is a used combine too high and what point is a used combine too low? Three fifty. I you know I don't know I don't know if you, I don't know if that's right or not. I will say this: be, being on the being on the front lines in the battle every day. <laughs> over three, yeah. GFL. I don't think so. Good effing luck. No, I don't think so. I'm not shitting. I yeah. mean it. If you want to sell a combine, and it starts with S. It better not start with four or even three if you want to sell it timely. Now, if you want to throw it out there, oh, we traded for this in September, and but these are the hours it'll have when we get it in November or December 1st. And, oh, by the way, clock hasn't started yet, so we're not too concerned on it. And then it becomes, oh, shit, it's August of 21. Mm-hmm. This combine's almost a year old. Not on our books, but it is in reality. So it's a year old on price if you haven't repriced it. Well, that, that's a process thing, then. No, I know. I'm, yeah. But it's also a market thing. Right. The process exists because the market changes in volatility. Well, also, too, I always feel sorry for the guy that goes out and puts the first combine on the market. The first, the first one-year-old combine on the market because now everybody else is taking that one-year-old combine and they're going like, okay, so if he wants whatever... Four twenty-five for his used combine with two hundred fifty separated hours on it. Um, I want to make sure my buyers buy his before, so I want to make mine four fifteen. 
right? The or, next guy's 410. Yeah, the next, the next guy's 405. And then all of a sudden, you kind of get a settling point. We kind of Everybody kind of settles in at this, like, 390, right. 395, you know, kind of range. And this, these guys up here look like complete idiots. Well, they're the ones that set the market, you know. Yep. First guy through the door, always gets his... his and he might have thought when he set yeah. the market, he was stealing that son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. And now he's sitting there going, yeah. what on earth? Yeah, exactly. So when you take all of those things in consideration, don't don't necessarily throw the baby out with the bathwater when you're when you're looking at combine value or tractor values or anything like that. Somebody had to be the first one out to set the marketplace. And then everybody else either said, "Man, you're stupid at 415. I, I think we can get 435 for this all day long, or 425, or whatever it is." And there's some of that, right? There's some of those, some of those guys out there that want to be the most expensive one on the market. They, they, why? I don't why know. do Why do people do that? I don't know, but it's, there's a myriad of reasons that go into it. Oh, because I can give you 150 thousand for your 8400. Yeah. Well. Well, yeah. that's a that's a warm and fuzzy. Yeah, so there's some of that there too. But I mean, if you take a look at every manufacturer, Deer Case, New Holland, Kloss, Kubota, well, they, they don't make combine. Don't Versatile. They? Oh, yeah, they do make a combine, don't they? Kubota doesn't. I thought I saw one the other day. Like, in, like in, <laughs> no way. In like China. is it like a Briggs with a with a <laughs> green bean on it? No, it's the like based off a grasshopper mower. <laughs> no, it was like a. It was like a classical combine or something, but anyway, I could have been I could have been seeing something else too. Who knows? But nonetheless, was it, was it late at night? Mm, it was it a Friday? Early in the evening? No, it wasn't a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a Friday. But I think if you look at all those things, all those factors, and how they come into play, at end of the day, end of the day, the used combine market is going to have a struggle with when when on farm income picks up, which we're going to see it pick up at twenty one. Um, that combine marketplace is going to have a problem um, in the middle of the on, the on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to older, higher hour combines, and there's going to be this late model, low hour combine thing where they might actually start might bring a premium mm. in the marketplace. Ooh, I really think so. I'm just gonna- because it's a supply and demand thing. I'm not going to wager my job on it, but I'm going to have to disagree with you to the every fiber of my being on that. Why? So this is our second bet. We're already three years into your autonomous tractor yeah. bet. We're, 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 so now here's the next bet that used combines will have a premium. I know no, what no. you're. I know what you're talking. I know not, late not model, any, low hour. Yeah. I don't give a. Sh- I don't care if it is a fifty-five corn special or an X nine eleven hundred. There is no premium to a used combine. Yes, there is. Why? It's, Why does your 780 have a premium over that guy? It's supply and demand. It's what you have. Do you have... Right now, if I wanted to go buy a one-year-old or a two-year-old combine with less than 300 separator hours, how many of them are on the marketplace? Probably quite a few. No. There's like 300. There's about 300... All, all colors, not all colors. But I'm saying like, like I think I'm just going off memory here, but I'm, I got to pull it up and look. But like 780s is what you're talking about. Just just combines in general, 300 hours or less, huh. separator hours or less. There's not that many. No, I get that. Well, and that, that's because guys are putting more hours on. Well, okay, you want to lump the 500 hour combine in the mix, right? All together, you have. I got to go back and look and get my facts straight and everything else, but you might have. I don't know if you'd have. A thousand combines between those two segments. 
No, probably not. So you put that in perspective. Another thing, real quick. Right. When I'm on here, mm-hmm. go easy with the facts. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> not real important. You just kind of wing it. But but no, I I get what you mean. That doesn't mean it's a premium. Is it worth more than the seven? Yeah, but it's not a premium. I'm talking in general as a whole. That I think used combine values that are 300 hours or less will be bringing more money in 21 than they brought in 20. No. Yes. Completely false. One-year-old combines. No. One-year-old combines will bring more money. No. False. Because there won't be there won't be the supply for the for the demand. It doesn't matter. Did you not take economics? Yes. Corn is $4. It's not $6. And I know what you mean. Okay, I get it. Cool, if they have $6 corn, they don't want that. They want a new one. But here's There's only so many combines built in Moline, Illinois, of, by the way, two colors built there. There's only so many they can build. That 300 is still going to catch a guy, but he's going to be the $6 guy, not the $4 guy. But here's the difference, though. When corn was 6 bucks in 2010, or, yeah, 2010, and it got all the way up 12. to... To, to 2012 when it got to like eight bucks for a day or whatever it was. Right. There's the difference between that is they were coming off of a, a traditional trade cycle. Right. Right. Every three years you trade your combine off. Every two years you trade your combine off. Every five years you trade your tractor off. Every three years you trade your tractor off. So you're saying the guy that still has a 13 a day with 2,000 sep on it. Yep. He's going to buy that 300 instead of new. Yes. At four dollar corn. Yes. Okay. Because here's why. You've got a combine that you've ran for seven years now. Right. And it's see-through. Six years. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're chucking a dead cat through it. I love that saying. I don't know why <laughs> right. that, that, that even means. But, but, there's, but the, whole, the whole idea that they've done nothing with their combine. Not, nothing wrong with that. But they haven't done anything with their combine. Now they've, they've, they're looking at spending another however many thousands of dollars on this combine again, or I can take my fifty, sixty to seventy thousand dollar combine today, go over here and buy a three hundred fifty thousand dollar used combine. Oh, I've got twenty percent down now because in theory my combine's paid for it. Right? Or do I spend another fifteen or twenty thousand bucks getting my combine through the shop and then go out and run it again and still have a fifty or sixty thousand dollar combine. That's the point I'm trying to make. Is that when these guys show up Today, they could still get that fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars out of a combine that they've got. What I'm saying is, in March, April, May, I don't know they're going to be able to do that because that's when you're going to start seeing the flood of equipment hit the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And once that stuff, they and people start to realize, it doesn't matter who you are in this business, how good you are doing, whatever it is that you're doing, it doesn't matter. There's a six month to nine month lag. In the economy, in the in the in the equipment business, right? Correct. There's a three-year lag as to how the auction market starts to react to what's going on, right? There's a the first one, the first auction that you see something happen. That's not a trend. The second one's oh, that's an odd coincidence. The third one's like, holy shit, we got a trend happening now. Then used equipment managers are scrambling around, going like, "Is this really a trend we start paying attention to?" Or let's watch the fourth one, and see what happens then. And then maybe the fifth one. Oh, now somebody's watched six months go by now, and this trend's just getting a 
getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, all of a sudden, I better start making some changes to how I do things, how we talk to our customers about what they're trading in or, or what's going on in the marketplace, right? So that's what I'm saying. By March, that's three months from now, right-ish, right? So then by June, end of May, that's six months. The trend is either going to be there or it's not going to be there. So that's what I'm saying by June. If you wait till June to trade your combine in and you want to trade it in on a on a one-year-old combine that's got 300 hours on it or 500 hours on it or whatever that you're up trading up to, what you've got might not be worth what it is today. Even though no hours ran through it and you're done with harvest and all that stuff. I would just like to interject real quick to the loyal listeners yeah. that I've never felt more inadequate on a podcast <laughs> Than that rendition that I just witnessed live and in person. That is some incredible top level shit that I can't even fathom wrapping my head around right now on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> but no, you're wow, that was impressive. I get it, I do. But what I and I wasn't getting at that when I was having my shit fit about prices of combines, and that's where I was going with the premium thing. That's great that you have a 300-hour combine. It's not a premium price. You're just going to sell it instead of sit on it and send it to Colonel Dan. Right, well... That is your premium. The damn thing will sell. Right. It doesn't mean it's worth, oh, we got this 2027.80. Let's ask five and a quarter. It's it's It still comes down to dollars. We have a 9,900 chopper. Yeah. Every option known to man. Super sweet. Both heads. If you want, you should call us. It is the best deal of any chopper in all of North America. North probably America. the globe. Worldwide. <laughs> but it's still like five and a quarter wholesale. Well, that's but two heads with it. Uh, no, I know. But listen, yeah. as smoking of a deal as that is, right. I can't give the son bitch away it. Even five because it's still half a million dollars. Right. But you got to think about what. Well, what's what's the equivalent new one cost? I don't know. I on purpose don't touch that. I would say seven fifty. Probably pretty close to that. Is it seven fifty eight hundred thousand? Would be my guess. You know, I mean real numbers. Yeah. Not list. No, no, not list. No. Right. But I mean, I think when you take a look at all the things that that come into play with that particular unit, first off, one is you have to have someone that wants. They use ninety nine hundred what that looks like. Right. Right. And everybody should. Secondly, from an advertising perspective, the pictures that are on the internet aren't that good. (laughs) Right? Well, who took those pictures, friend? Well, as soon as it gets out of the shop, (laughs) we'll we'll get some new pictures set up. We'll get some videos and all that fun stuff. But for right now, the time being, that is probably the biggest, one of the bigger hindrances why people aren't calling about it because it's in the shop, right? And it's got the, you know, it's it's all half tore apart. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that, that you plan at now. Now, see, I look at that. Yeah. If it's in the shop, it's either getting fixed or they know what's wrong with it versus, oh, look, they put lipstick on a pig. It looks beautiful. Right. And I think we put $55,000 worth of parts in that machine, which isn't shocking. No one should be shocked by that <laughs> on a chopper, right? But, chopper guys are yeah. going, man, that was in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> that was chopper in the head, you know, I mean, so we, we, we put, we, you know, it's ready to go, but... The uh, the idea that somehow um, the half a million dollar chopper is is widely unsourceable. I don't I don't agree with that, and here's why. It goes back to my previous. What do you statement. mean by mild, mild, wildly? Do you say mildly or wildly? Wildly, wildly unsourceable. Right, because it's 
it goes back to my previous statement, right? There's somebody out there that's got an 8,800. Right. That's taken their 200 and whatever thousand dollar or 300,000 dollar or whatever, and they're looking for that 9,900 with 1,100 hours on it, right? And that's what they're now, now it fits their sweet spot. Well, then why haven't they called me? Because it's the end of the year, <laughs> and they will be. Right? <laughs> they will be. So Watch me sell spring. that so much tomorrow morning, it's I'll spring. be like, oh, damn it. It's Ruin spring. the podcast. You know, as spring gets closer and we start looking more like haylage and what's that look like and yeah. start, start to creep into that, this is that peak time to start looking at choppers, right? Because they can you know? buy it right away and jump into the wheat wheat forge. Sure. You know, the, the wheat haylage. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, Tommy. Whatever. No, Whatever. I'm serious. They'll start chopping wheat and shit, yeah. you know, in Texas mm-hmm. any day. Yeah. I know some dairies up. You know, Southern Panhandle are, they've already knocked wheat down and chopping it. Yeah, plus it's got a refrigerator, so. Well, then why not? It's whatever you want to keep cold time. And four-wheel drive. Yeah. So, if it snows on Christmas, take the chopper to church. That's right. Hit Christmas Eve church, why not? Yeah, exactly. Pull up in the parking lot. Problem is just, as long as you only got two people, you're you're good to go. Because it's got the buddy seat. Well, two people. In theory, right? Well, Cab's yeah. spacious. You it's could, a spacious cab for sure. <laughs> you could, for you, sure, you know, for sure. But no, so I mean, I think you know. So talk about fun facts, right? So there's this idea out there floating around that the combine market is is way less than it was, and we we sold down to a level that's manageable and false. Blah blah blah. It is. <laughs> that is the fun fact. Number one, it's false, but. And here's a fact. So we've been tracking the number of combines total industry on the marketplace since 2014. 2015 through 2020, every December, we have somewhere between 11,000 and 11,700 used combines on the marketplace. Every single December. Every single December. It's, it's out there. And, oddly enough, every single year the high water mark is June 1st. So of course it is. So which makes perfect sense, right? I mean, you've delivered everything up, right? You've taken in all the trades. You've sold some off for guys that are buying wheat, but majority of the of the combines well trade for come in January, February, March. Other than Texas, maybe Oklahoma, uh-huh. the wheat us wheat guys haven't sold combines yet. June first, right? That's true. Because yep. there is nobody who is a last minute buyer like the guy. Well, that wheat's ready next week. Let's get the combine out. Eh, I don't want to. Let's trade it. That's why, you know, that's what kills me with our AOR. If we have a light combine summer, I'm scared shitless of fall. Because wheat wheat combine selling is double what our corn combine selling is. You know, we hit June and July, it's combine, 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 flying out of here. Then we do some in the fall. And then we do a shitload now. But that wheat thing, that is always the, and I swear to God, that's what it, you know, amounts to. Other than I deal with a couple custom cutters myself that, you know, it's in the shop right now, and then they go on the run, and then they get here, and then they trade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's true. So I think, uh, you know, as I look at that stuff, I mean, I don't don't think, it's going to be a long time before our combine market is, in my personal opinion, that it ever gets below 11,000. We had, if you want, since June 1st of 20 till end of November of 20, there were 1,290 used combines sold at auction. 
across that time frame. So there's a big slope that where things fell off in November. I think in November, end of November, end of October, there was something like ten thousand five hundred or something like that, and it December bounced right back up to ten thousand or eleven thousand three hundred ninety three. We have sixty more combines on the marketplace today in December, as of December first anyway, than we did last year in twenty nineteen December first. Boy, that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, that's good stuff. I hope they're all like 6,600s. Yeah. No, unfortunately, they're not. So, so 1,290 combines sold at auction. Correct. So I would venture a guess that I have looked at 1,190 combine auction results this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just the first half of the year, so uh, think about that. God, uh, You know, man. I got that, again, that, that, that data point right there of the number of combines sold, I got off the of tractor zoom. So if anyone, or tractor zoom and iron comp, so... If you're looking for a good way to look at that stuff, you know, go out, go to ironcomps.com, tractorzoom.com, get some information, use Moving Iron at checkout there, and they're going to give you a discount on that. But check that out. It's going to be a good spot for you guys to, to get that information. So when I'm, I, I use that religiously to look up, just to see what's going on in the marketplace, because they get 400 different auction houses all submitting information to them. So it's, it's not just one area that you get to go look at 14 different auction houses to get your stuff it's all in one spot you can see a bunch of different stuff you can see what's happening regionally so check it out it's well worth your time to to, to uh get a hold of guys over there and get that get that going for you but when i look at that data it tells me that there's just you know the month of august i think we had 590 combines sell so almost half the combine sold in august yeah right? So front side and back side of that both, there was something there. So, which leads us, puts us at this point now where we're going to take a look at this this Olson family harvesters uh, deal that they had. You've got eight 780s, eight 770s, uh, all sold by Sullivan Auctioneers. And Colonel Dan and the fellows over Let's there. Let's have do, an auction. <laughs> they, they, do, they do a great job. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite auction houses to work with. And um, they've got, uh, I mean, looking at what's happened there, combines spec-wise were pretty pretty basic spec combines. I mean, there weren't a lot of bells and whistles on them by any means, but you had a 780 sell. They were, they were in that, oh, I think the high one had 700 separator hours on it. Yeah. It brought like 260-something. And then uh, the rest of them were kind of in that. Right. You could basically it. broad stroke them like 1,000. Right. A little over. Yep. Anywhere between, I think, 260 to, like, 250 is probably the range that we saw there for most of those, right? Then you had the 770s. No, no, no. Oh. Those 780s, right. other than that 700-hour one, yeah. were all 230. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just go up there. That's right. You're exactly right. Okay, so if you take a look at that. Which is similar. Yeah. Sounds gross. Yeah. But similar to, I think, two or three that sold at the end of August. Right. Yep. At yeah. the beginning of August, they yeah. were three and a quarter, right. and then at the end of August, once we decided to participate, right. we got to enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. So that, which tells me right now that that's a shitty participation ribbon, is what that is. Well, yeah. <laughs> but what tells me though, that's where the combine market for a seven eighty with those kind of hours is at. That's where it's at, right? Because that is again, watch the trend lines develop month over month over month. Boom, here it is. Hey, what did Aaron Fennell say a little bit ago? What? If you want to sell a combine, have it under... At an auction? No. I said under 300000 You're talking about auction is spot on at two thirty. 
That's right. where they've been. Okay, right. that wasn't a bad auction. It wasn't a runaway. That's where they're at. We know that. We lived it in August. Okay, right. so you want to sell a seven eighty under three? Depends on what it is. Under a thousand, five hundred to a thousand hours. But also, you take that same combine air with with four wheel drive and and power cast and power fold and all the all the active. Tri power. I mean, all the stuff that power you can cast, power fold, power rear. That's right. But you have that, and you really load them up nice. You can't tell me that that same combine would about two hundred thirty thousand bucks. I bet it wouldn't have hit two fifty. I bet it would have. I bet it would not I have. It I bet it I would bet not it have. And here's why: that technology that's on those combines, guys are starting to look around and say that's actually starting to be something I'm interested in doing because of X, Y, and Z. I don't have the labor I used to have. I've got other people that are that are. It's now worth something to me. When it first came out, I was pretty skeptical of it. I get that. I totally understand that. But what I'm saying is, those combines were probably. I'll throw a feather in Olson's hat. The best condition used combines, oh, known sure. to man. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. They don't have anything wrong with them. Either did the ones in August that sold for two thirty. They didn't have the records and all that shit that Olson had, but they're still at two thirty because that's what they're worth. That's okay. combine, yeah. Agreed. I okay, fine. Yeah. But you're not going to add two things to that combine and bump it twenty grand. No way. I think if it's the right thing, it will. I think for someone who rattled off all this high-level auction knowledge stuff and tracking machines and all that, and from our friends at TractorZoom that have all that info, you can you, – you, combines – okay, the, the August market, mm-hmm. two-wheel drives brought almost three. Right. Then by the time you get to the end of August – Power fold, power fold, power rear, no power cast. Whoopee shit. That's like six grand. Right. Two thirty. But what but think about that combine market in August though. What happened in August to get those combines up to three hundred and twenty five thousand bucks? China virus. Well, part of it. <laughs> what what was it though? What were those combines different? How were they? They different were the first market? ones on the auction market. That had low hours. Right. Right? Yeah, they were 300-hour combines. What did everything else outside of the, that bring? The exact same number that you would see anywhere else. What do you mean? If you take those combines... Oh, that, take the, the the first Primos out. No, no, I'm just saying like at any of those auctions, those first three or four auctions where they were right. bringing big money, those were low-hour, higher-spec combines. Okay. Right? Now, when you got past those machines and you were over here in the 2015s and 2012s and 2013s and 2014s and everything else that were going on, what did they bring? The exact same money that we'd been seeing them bring up to that point, or less, a little less, but relatively close. You know, yeah. within within a standard deviation or whatever. I mean, they were pretty close to each other, right? Man, it's a Friday, <laughs> easy, dude, easy. But, but what I but what I'm telling you is that these one-off <laughs> machines that show up, like those thousand-hour machines, they brought thousand-hour machine prices. Yeah. Right. So I'm saying is if the thousand-hour machine had four-wheel drive, power full, power cast, you would get more for it at the auction. I'm not saying you wouldn't get more. I'm saying you're not going to get 250 I bet you would. I'd, I'll go, I'll split it with you, 240 Okay. I, bet, I mean, I know you get 240 for it. Do you? Yeah. You know that? I know that. Well, there's that crystal ball you're always talking about. 
But if you take a look yeah. at those things and how they play out, the yeah. oddities in the marketplace brought big money. Yeah. Right? Everything else brought the exact same stuff we'd seen, plus or minus a few thousand bucks. So would you say that they were a premium? Yes, I would. You're welcome for the softball. And there it goes, out of the stadium, boys. So that's no, that's I, my I, I get it, yeah. but dealing where I deal all the time, and I don't mean just the wholesale shit. You know, I have guys call and do all the other stuff too. But I'm adamantly flying that flag. If you want to sell a combine and you want to sell it timely, then you need to be under three. I would say that's true in 2020. It's not going to be true in 21. Well, we don't know yet, do we? Yeah. So this is prediction time. <laughs> <laughs> we could just have another bet that you're going to lose. I don't think so. Well, I don't think so. Somebody better hurry up with some imaginary self-driving tractors really Super, quick. Hey, man, they're already out there. Did you see the Monarch tractor launch? It has to be. No, I didn't. <laughs> Super sweet. It has to be traded into us, yeah. mind you. Okay, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so now you're going to be like on Twitter. Anybody have an autonomous tractor? Please trade it. <laughs> I'll give you retail plus 50% because I'm not buying that asshole dinner. <laughs> All right. I get it. I, I feel like we I disagree, but I get yeah. it. I feel like we kind of knocked this in the head. Agreed? I think so. Okay. Mission accomplished. Good stuff. As usual, Aaron, folks want to reach out to you and pick your brain about what's going on or just get some of these... Super sweet deals you got floating around. What's the best way to do it? Well, the best way is probably to shoot me a text, 308-760-1193. If that doesn't work, I am pretty active on the ag Twitterverse, at Aaron Fintel, double A Ron Fintel. And those are, if you can't get me those two ways, then uh, try again. Right on. And when you call him, tell him you heard him on the Moving Iron Podcast. Yes, please do. <laughs> and if you're looking to get a hold of me, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Also, fairly active on on LinkedIn. It's the I don't know, man. It's like the professional Facebook. professional Facebook. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay. Yep. Except for now, I can't go on there and not see any presidential debates. Yeah, and typically people don't away. people don't slide into your DMs on LinkedIn. True, unless <laughs> it's true. business related. The other thing too about LinkedIn, there's less less uh, <laughs> porn bots trying to trying to. There sneak is yeah. porn bots are fairly non-existent yeah. on LinkedIn, but they sure like that Twitter, don't they? Hi, I'm single and I'm <laughs> yeah. Christian. I'm in Denver. Yeah, they, oh. it's shocking how close they are. How do you have no up. followers? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> weird every time. <laughs> So you can also also check me out on my my website at movingironllc.com. There you can find all the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast as well as the blog posts that I have up there. And uh, you can shoot me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com, and that will get you direct link to myself. Also, check check me out if you get uh, Farm Equipment Magazine. I've been writing an article for them for the past, I don't know, a couple years in the back page there. So a lot of good stuff that comes up in there as well. So anything else you want to throw out there before you shut it down? Not that I can think of, brother. All right, then. Well, I'm Casey Seymour with Aaron Fentel. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here